Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey, listeners, it is 2022, and we are in our second episode of the year, and excited to bring you another uh, female pharmacist who is doing some great things out in California. I uh, hope everyone is off to a great start, um, have you know set some, some goals, uh, and are really implementing those habits to help you achieve those. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Dr. Rajinder Rai, who is the founder and CEO of digital wellness company Sunrise Health. With over two decades of experience in the field of pharmacy and a pharmaceutical education, Dr. Rai is disrupting this field in holistic and innovative ways. As an advocate for pharmacists, she is actively involved in the advancement of this industry and currently serves as the president of the Ventura County chapter of the California Pharmacists Association, as well as on the advisory boards of Patch Rx and GoodRx. She aims to provide or aims to guide disease prevention from a holistic approach in order to lead and teach others how to live a healthy, strong, and free life. Uh, Rajinder, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much, Hillary, for having me. So honored. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Thanks. Um, Yeah, like um, you mentioned, I've been a pharmacist now for over two decades. Um, I feel like pharmacy's just been part of my life. Um, you know, I've raised my kids practically in the back of the pharmacy, having our own pharmacies. And um, I'm very passionate about the direction where pharmacy is going and the perspective outlook for new graduates. And so um, I really want to make sure that there's opportunities for pharmacists. All right. So your background has been in, in owning pharmacies, so independent pharmacies. And with this new kind of pivot, um, how do you still have a storefront or are you going kind of full into this digital wellness world? Tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, your background and then why you decided to, to focus in on digital wellness. Sure. Thank you. Um, I, we still have, my husband's also a pharmacist, so we do still have our brick and mortar pharmacies where we are incorporating, um, you know, preventative care and wellness in the brick and mortar. But I, you know, after being in a retail setting, community setting for so long, wanted to have something that gave me a little bit more freedom where I could still practice from virtually anywhere. So I was looking for something um, to kind of move my personal um, career into a different direction. And after, um, you know, my daughter went through a personal um, health crisis, I fell into functional medicine. And with functional medicine, I've, 
you know, I fell in love with it, the concept, the whole um, root cause analysis. And so I pivoted into more of wellness and wanting to really um, specifically women's health to help women really um, look at the cues that their body is sending them. And um, COVID also kind of enhanced um, everything to want, you know, the need for virtual care and like more of a telehealth platform. And that, you know, sometimes you can't have those face-to-face interactions and having a resource that is giving you um, scientific-based information is what we're aiming to do. Okay, great. Um, So, you know, people are still learning about um, integrative medicine and and you've got a a degree in that. Tell us a little bit more about um, how that differentiates from traditional medicine and, um, you know, what you're hoping, you know, your, your pursuit of some additional certifications in the field of functional medicine. Yeah, so I, um, I've done the coursework with Institute of Functional Medicine, uh, which is considered the gold standard of um, functional medicine. Um, and I also am, um, I did the fellowship with A4M, where, um, you know, it's, it's basically just giving you the different thought process. So as pharmacists, we're very attuned to the treatment and, you know, what patients need to do once they're on treatment and side effects to look for, maybe duplications, interactions. But when you um, bring in functional medicine, it's also looking at why the condition happened in the first place. Um, why are they having the symptoms? So it's not a matter of just, you know, treating, but also going backwards and trying to see why this happened so that, um, you know, the right course of action can be taken from, from the original cause of whatever the symptom may be. And so I think that's what I really like. I, I felt like even though, um, you know, I've done, um, you know, a lot of service, uh, different clinical programs in our pharmacies, um, I always thought that I, you know, had a pretty good handle on managing medications with my patients, but um, I don't feel like I was doing the full service to my patients. And now with this uh, background in functional medicine, you, I can bring in nutrition, we can bring in lifestyle Uh, We bring in, you know, also a little bit of the pharmacogenomics, everything into um, the consulting so that the patients have better options and and are better educated as to what's going on in their body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And what a great way to to be able to do that. Um, You've got, you know, patients coming into your brick and mortar, but, you know, with COVID, as you mentioned, um, things changed a lot. And so you had to kind of think about some creative ways to reach patients uh, in the virtual um, space as well. Um, do you see that being, you know, will this be through an app, just through online? Will it be any kind of like group sessions or what kind of disease states are you planning to focus on uh, with the Sunrise Health model? 
Um, right now, our focus is specifically um, women's health, midlife, um, you know, women going through perimenopause, menopause, um, transitions. I feel like there, again, there's so much information out there and not enough information at the same time. Women are limited to whatever they're um, they're getting from their provider or maybe lack thereof. Um, then they're seeking information out in different uh, platforms that may not be the right information specifically for them. You know, just because something worked for somebody else doesn't mean it'll work for them. And so um, we're on a, you know, the plan is to create the platform, but right now what we're doing as that's, you know, kind of getting developed is having one-to-one consultations as well as group sessions, um, just so that women are aware of what's going on in their bodies that, you know, this is something that is naturally changing and it can impact, um, their overall health and what steps that they can do to kind of, um, take this on, um, you know, head, uh, take it on in a different way instead of waiting for something else to happen. You know, in my particular um, um, practice, we also have a compounding pharmacy. So we, I am familiar with bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And um, oftentimes, you know, not all women choose to do that. And so also kind of breaking the stigma of using hormone replacement if it's right for you, I think is important. And I think pharmacists are very um, in a great position to educate uh, women and men, you know, men that are going through andropause as well of the, the, you know, the good and the bad of having hormone replacement. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, you know, great to be able to focus on women. And and certainly we've heard about bioidentical hormone therapy um, for females for for quite a while. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what you see as, you know, the changing role of pharmacists and opportunities for them in the future. Yeah, I, I think after being in community pharmacy and really seeing how, um, you know, pharmacists can impact um when given the opportunity, a patient's, you know, trajectory on their health, I really feel like the consulting role, or I I almost want to call it a guide that, you know, patients need um, the information broken down for them. Like if they're diagnosed with something, and then they have to, you know, take medications, and then have to also alter things they're doing in their life, change their nutrition, they really need somebody that is almost the quarterback for them to kind of call the plays that this is, you know, coordinating the care. And I think pharmacists are in a great position to do so. Um, You know, we have the background, you know, education wise, we have the accessibility and we have the want as well too, to want to help patients be healthier. And I think this is a great field for pharmacists to go into, to kind of utilize their education uh, utilize the accessibility that they have and create um, their own practice. So then they move; they're moving away from being tied to just filling prescriptions. Mm-hmm. Well, what about um, how you've kind of had a shift and 
Tell us a little bit more about how you work to align your your vision um, in life with your purpose to have a fulfilling career. Yes, I, I think like I mentioned before, you know, we've had um, independent pharmacy, our own pharmacies for almost two decades. And, um, you know, I did everything like check the boxes as far as what I thought success was. You know, I was running around almost, you know, like on autopilot. Um, the pharmacies came first. Um, I didn't put myself first. I, you know, even sometimes my kids, everything came last because it was all about the pharmacies. And after my daughter's illness, I really had to sit down and, and rethink where I wanted to be in my life and profession. And in doing so, I really had to like start thinking about the vision that I had not, you know, somebody else's vision or what was expected of me as a pharmacist or what is expected of me from anybody else. And when I started to really think about that time was so precious and, and I wasn't valuing my time, I had to start thinking about ways how time, you know, I would have more time freedom. And that started basically the trajectory of looking for ways of um, having a career that would allow that. And also, you know, knowing that I was um, limited in sharing information and what I could or could not do in the brick and mortar also um, fueled my, you know, desire to create this platform so that it, it's not uh, constrained to, you know, an insurance model. It's not constrained to, you know, the prescriber, it's, it's basically my own practice based on, you know, what I want to do and how I want to uh, empower women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that it is, it's, it's something that a lot of women have to juggle is, you know, we're the, the, you know, one that bears a lot of the responsibility for home responsibilities, um, just maintaining the household, um, kids' schedules, you know, feeding, all of those things. Um, and when you have a career as well, it's it's tough to balance all of that. And so really thinking about um, your priorities uh, and what is most important to you is is just key so that you're, um, you know, as fulfilled as possible. Um, I know, you know, this past year, whenever I became a mom, I was like, gosh, I've been so career driven and, um, you know, I'm not going to, to stop working, but, um, you know, it's just rebalancing and thinking about, you know, what doing things that can make me a little bit more efficient, like, you know, having a nanny come to the house has really made that transition really easier um, to be able to, to keep working. So I think that's great that you're, um, you know, you've had success, um, but worked hard and are just thinking about, you know, other ways um, to, you know, utilize the, the PharmD degree is so versatile um, and we can provide such great value um, in a lot of different ways to patients. Um, and so I think, yeah, probably the pandemic, um, really had us at home more with, you know, our families and, um, those that are most important to us. Um, 
Well, another little area that you have also served in is um, different areas of, you know, the pharmacy profession. Uh, you've been involved with the California Pharmacy Association. And um, tell us about, um, you know, why you choose to participate in associations and then maybe how you um, got connected in with GoodRx and, and what is PatchRx? Sure. Um, well, to, to be honest, you know, um, I was busy in my own bubble, like most of us, you know, especially I was pregnant with my daughter, you know, when we first started our pharmacy. So I was, like you said, busy mom, running a business, doing everything. I didn't have time for anything else other than whatever was in my bubble. But then when um, things changed in, you know, reimbursement models and, um, you know, Dura fees, and it's become harder and harder to run an independent pharmacy, I kind of was thrust into um, being involved in the association more because I, you know, I couldn't just sit back and complain. I felt like I needed to be involved you know, in order to try to make changes, uh, you know, if nobody else was stepping up to kind of take on that role here. We didn't have um, our chapter had been dormant in our in our county for many years. And um, it's always been something that I, I feel very strongly that regardless of where you work as a pharmacist in which industry, that we really need to kind of be unified and understand that whatever happens in one sector will like have a domino effect in another. So even if you're in industry or you work in the hospital or you work, you know, in community retail hospital, it there's, there's a connection at the end of the day, it's our value as a pharmacist. And so I felt like, you know, instead of, you know, being upset or complaining about the situation, I needed to kind of be involved so that I can understand what things, you know, can be changed and what we can do, um, you know, as, as a individual and as a community of, you know, professionals. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, I start, I wasn't very active on LinkedIn either again, you know, just busy in my own business. And it wasn't until probably, I think, April, May of this year that I started to get a little more active um, on, on that and increase my visibility. And it was just mostly because I was in a different mindset. You know, when you are on like autopilot and not really thinking about anything else other than just this is my to-do list to do, you don't have time to really think beyond that. And once like I took this, you know, almost lifted the fog that I had of where I was in my life and career, it opened me up to wanting to be more involved. And once I started to kind of get, um, you know, uh, more active on LinkedIn, I, you know, you start to have more connections and people reach out to you. And all of a sudden you, you know, you're are surrounded by different people that you, you weren't before and it's opened up doors basically. And so the opportunities came up where I've always been passionate about making sure that independent pharmacy had a seat at the table. And so I had, um, 
I, I was on a conference as, you know, um, last year that was a digital health conference. And they had um, a lot of different digital health companies, but a lot of solutions, a lot of things for pharmacy, but there was no mention of independent pharmacy. And that's when I kind of, you know, took it upon myself that wherever I could interject in the conversation to bring independent pharmacy um, into digital health, I took that opportunity. And that's basically what happened with um, getting, um, you know, to be on the advisory board for PatchRx and GoodRx, um, just so that I can have a voice for independent pharmacists um, in that platform. And um, again, that only happened because I, you know, made myself visible from, you know, what I was doing, you know, whatever, you know, pharmacists you're doing in your careers, nobody knows what you're doing unless you actually are vocal about what you're doing. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned um, is to kind of gain the confidence to share your knowledge because you do have expertise in the field that you are. And people need your expertise. And I think, um, you know, once I, I changed my mindset, all of these opportunities came about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of shifting your mindset, going more from, a you know, thinking about what else is out there and kind of that entre entrepreneurial spirit Um is so helpful to kind of in thinking about the importance of networking and telling your story um, is is important. But we all have seasons in life too, and sometimes when you're going through that um, early childhood phase, it's it's tough. Um, I feel like I'm entering into a little bit of that right now, um, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. Um, well, that's great that you're kind of um, had, you know, a, a different uh, mindset and, and perspective shift and are looking at all the different ways to, um, you know, embrace technology um, and embrace, you know, the holistic approach. Um, I think that, you know, those are definitely areas where, um, and then you've got, you know, your your business sense from owning uh, pharmacies. So a really mm -hmm. awesome combination to be able to um, continue to, to reach more patients and um, do innovative things in the, the pharmacy area. Um, so is, is our final question that I love to ask uh, all of our guests is what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for others out there who are just getting started in their career? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's always hard to think back because I, I feel like I've come to this point because of all of the experiences, um, you know, and events in my life that have happened and, and that's where I am today. But I really feel, um, again, I didn't really have my own vision, even when I started. Um, having our own pharmacies was my husband's dream. And I just, you know, fell into it because, you know, it was something that, you know, we both needed to work on to, you know, to have a successful business. And um, it, I, I take on responsibility well and, and take the roles of whatever um, I have to assume 
but it wasn't my personal dream. And so I think really understanding, you know, even at a young age of where is it that you want your life to be in one year, five, you know, three years, five years, 10 years, and create that um, path to that is, is really important. I mean, it, time goes by so quickly, you know, like you said, you have um, a young child now. I, you know, I was pregnant when I was starting with all of, you know, our businesses and in a blink of an eye, I have a 20 year old and a 23 year old and I don't, you know, the time in between is just, you know, zapped. And so I think time is really important and finding balance with working and life is really important, Um, especially as women, as you said, we take on so many roles that you have to put yourself first. And um, it's one thing that sometimes we feel find that we have to have perfection at everything that we do, whether it's being a mom, uh, your professional life, your personal life, everything else that we, we assume. Um, but it's okay. And asking for help is okay. Uh, one of the things that I didn't do early on in my career was have mentors or coaches. Um, I would always try to fi- figure things out myself. And I wish I would have started that earlier. The personal development that I've probably invested in over this last couple of years is more than I did in my whole career. And it's pushed me probably much further than where I was had I not done that. And I think that is the other thing that is really important is that you have to continue to learn. Um, And it doesn't mean that you have to go out and get certifications or anything, but it's more about your own personal development, whatever it is that you can do to help you grow. And then that also helps with burnout because we don't want to be stuck and um, feel like, you know, whether it's in your career or your personal life, you, once you're stuck and then other things happen, you're not able to handle stress and then, you know, your health can go and so forth. And so I really feel if you continue to have something that allows you to grow and thrive, then you're going to, find that joy and fulfillment in your life overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Um, I, I know that so many people get great, uh, words of wisdom, um, in these little snippets at the end. (laughs) So, um, Rajinder, thank you so much for being a guest on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 